feel like I haven't seen you for months. Um, probably because yeah. we're spending so much time together. Yeah. Uh, we were like in a little relationship, weren't we? For a few weeks. <laughs> if if it sounds like I've, um, it might sound like I've got a slight lisp. Oh, actually it does. I can hear it now. Because I've uh, just got my Invisalign fitted last week. Getting used to that. Yeah. What else have you been up to? Seen anything weird you want to talk about? I bought this Alien Encounters book for like £2 off eBay. So. Nice. What's it called? Nice. Alien Encounters. It's called Alien Encounters, True Life Stories of Aliens, UFOs, and Other E.T. Phenomena. That's what we need. What is that? What the fuck is that? Ah. I was being read through it, but one thing which I thought was quite interesting is, uh, you know, like the Men in Black, obviously the film of Will Smith and uh, Tommy Lee Jones. Like, yeah. there's actually a load of cases where people talk about, like, Men in Black, so it's not just made up for the film. Like, oh, right, like, not, not Will Smith turning up at their house. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, just people turning up to your house, like, in a full, like, black suit and, like, a little bowler hat kind of thing. And, really? Uh, yeah. Like having, a, having a word, like, right. Yeah. You so didn't like, see nothing. There's a guy called uh, Albert Bender from uh, Connecticut, USA. So he, right. he had his he was head of the International Flying Saucer Bureau and also pu- published a journal called Space Review. One night, Bender right. was visited by three men in dressed in smart glass business suits, wearing black uh, bowler-style hats. Um, following an ominous silence, the men, silence, the men began communicating with Bender telepathically. What? The men in black... Spoke to him telepathically. Yeah, so they turn up like wearing the little bowler hats and the, the black suits yeah. and then like telepathically threatened him and then he shit his pants and then the next day he resigned from his uh, from his job and cancelled his little space journal. So oh, right, because he was drawing attention to like, yeah, yeah. you know, stuff that was going on. But then I think this guy actually mm. thinks they were aliens rather than like the government, but there's a number of other people also having uh, similar things of people coming up, but they were potentially government. Talking to yeah. them telepathically as well? Or just normal? Yeah, uh, just some of them threatening. This guy got threatened and said he had to pretend it was all a dream. Um, yeah, this guy, Men in Black turned up at this guy's house and said, look, boy, if you don't, if you value your life, don't ever talk about this again. But then in every single case, they do continue to talk about it and nothing happens. So they're pretty empty threats. <laughs> Uh, the telepathic thing's interesting. I wonder, yeah. maybe it was just a bit of ventriloquism going on. It's like, <laughs> you'd better not tell anybody about this. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, it, they're threatening him. They're all like threatening with their lives, and everybody thinks, ah, I was going to continue. Nothing ever happened. Like, ah, it's probably fine that someone's talking to me telepathically. I'll just carry on with my little blog. I've got some other alien news. Mum blasts Toby Carvery as bizarre foot long hot dog resembles E.T.'s finger. <laughs> there's like a full full article on it's on Teesside Live um, I'll send you I'll send you the picture <laughs> so basically family what, goes was it glowing at one end no it wasn't <laughs> but the buns basically the bun wasn't very big so they they decided to complain the first line of the article is the very large hot dog was served in a measly bun <laughs> the article sake. goes on for ages like there's way too much information for like we got a big hot dog with a small bun story. Yeah, this article's ridiculous. Like, there's a family of five, and it like lists all of them and gives the ages. So it says like, 
optician Irana filled up her plate from the carvery, and her retired firefighting husband, David Green, who was 53, Felix, 12, nine-year-old Nancy, all sat down at the table like, who cares? The stories, you've just got a big hot dog. Yeah, they're just trying to... It sounds a bit like our podcast, only they're trying to pat it out with <laughs> yeah. as it's much like, as they can. Optician Irana filled her plate. You don't need to be an optician to realise the sausage was extra big, and her firefighting <laughs> husband... Who was extra hungry from all of his hard grind? Like it's just bullshit. Um, yeah, just try it. It's just words in it. I, I, I've seen the picture. It, it is that is ridiculous. To be fair, <laughs> it's called a super pig. It's a foot long sausage with bacon wrapped around it. So it, oh, it, so that's a thing that you order. Yeah, so that's a super. You just pig. didn't have enough bun. But they like gave them the, the tiniest like comical size bread bun. So they said <laughs> that she was like there was a whole three inches of bread bun and a nine inch hot dog hanging out the end of it. It resembled E.T.'s finger. It was quite the joke. But then she goes on to say it was also unacceptable and a disgrace. So the mood mood changed. <laughs> it is kind of funny. I mean, it doesn't look very appetizing. Obviously, I'd, I mean, I don't meet anywhere, but I think if I did, I mean, would you eat that? I don't know. Nah, it, looks, look, it looks to yeah. me less like E.T.'s finger, more like, you know, and like... It looks like, like a dog chew or something. You know, and like, <laughs> I was thinking more along the lines of, you know, and like a massive horse cocks, like when a horse has got a... Horse is a bit excited and it's like swinging around. It's like fuck, you know. Yeah, I guess it looks it, like to me, <laughs> it could easily be mistaken for that. Well, like, <laughs> so this article's on T Side Live, right? And they they're complaining about Toby Carvery. And I was like, all right, well, I'll I'll, I'll mention it because it's E.T.'s finger, blah blah blah. Alien news. Guess where this uh, Toby Carvery was located? It's in Alderham. Any idea where that is? Well, that's not T Side, is it? But no, why are T's so why are T Side Live? It's in it's in Watford. So like T Side <laughs> okay. Live, the local like paper around near us, is have, have wrote an article about Toby Carvery based in Watford having a sausage too big for a bread bun. So it must have been a slow news day. Very slow news day. This should be getting on to us, mate. It should be like T uh, Side comedians uh storm the podcast world with yeah. <laughs> alien news. <laughs> There you are. Oh God, the world we live in. Yeah. Oh man. There's there's proper alien news out there. Yeah. That they and could we're be resorting to ET's finger. ET's As you said, finger. it wasn't even bulbous on the end of it or lighting it. It was just a big sausage. <laughs> I don't remember. Curious. I don't remember ET ever having his finger stuck in a bread bun or ever going to a Toby Carvery. ET would have loved Toby Carvery. <laughs> he would have loved it. Yeah. He saw him eating those Doritos and that Diet Coke and that. He'd have loved the Toby Carvery. <laughs> Plate full of mash, fill in that little basket, that basket on the front of his bike, or turkey full of, uh, gravy, or <laughs> three meats. I I was looking at some weird news. Right, cue the jingle. This can't be real news. It's too weird. No. Weird news. Did you see this? Also food related. Uh, Top scientist admits space telescope image was actually a slice of chorizo. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, so like this guy, let me find the story. This French scientist, mm-hmm. he uh, he tweeted a photo of a slice of ch- chorizo <laughs> claiming that it was an image of a distant star <laughs> taken by the James Webb Space Telescope. Yeah. Um so he tweeted, <laughs> I'll send you the picture, it's funny. You can, I mean, you could definitely tell it's chorizo, like, I don't know why people fell for it. Is um, it like zoomed in loads, or is it just a picture mm-hmm. of chorizo? Nah, it's not zoomed in loads, it's just a just picture of chorizo on, some, on a black background. So he, 
He tweeted it and said, Picture of Proxima Centauri, the nearest star to the sun, located 4.2 light years away from us. It was taken by the James Webb Space Telescope. This level of detail, a new world is unveiled every day. He's got, he, so he tweeted that to his 91,000 followers. And then he was doing it as a bit of a joke, but then people fell for it. And then as ever, people were like kicking off. I found, found the picture. It certainly <laughs> looks uh, like Yeah. <laughs> it could pass for like a, a moon or something like uh, Jupiter or whatever. I mean, yeah, I guess like when you read the headline and then you go to the picture, your brain already knows it's Chirizo. So like, you're yeah. going to be like, well, obviously that's Chirizo. But I guess if you just saw that for the first time, you'd be like, oh, yeah. If you, had some star, if you had some stars around it, <laughs> I, I could fall for that, I think. <laughs> that is funny, though. And he's like forced to apologize, which is annoying. He's like, come on. Was it on Twitter, though? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Twitter's, you shouldn't have to apologize to Twitter because it's like, that's fair game, to, you know. Like, the post was retweeted and commented upon by thousands of users who took the scientist by his word. Um, <laughs> Klein later admitted in a series of follow up tweets that the image was, in fact, a close up of a slice of treats <laughs> taken against a black background. It's not like it was in Teesside Live where they have a high level of. Uh, credibility i mean you're on twitter they should get a picture of one of the one of the people who complained with holding holding up a, a single piece <laughs> of treat so just like crying uh woman finds snake inside her bag of popcorn yeah well yeah uh, full-on full snake what country america i think it was virginia yeah okay now um I, when i first read that i thought she was going to be like in a cinema you know like an open bag of popcorn you like a big bucket or something yeah, but she wasn't. It was like in a supermarket, and there was like a hole in the bag of popcorn. A snake was in it. Yeah. You know, when people go to the cinema and supposedly put a hole in the popcorn box and then slip the knob through. Yeah, could have been at the cinema with a last like. She's like, "Oh, bloody hell! Uh, you're quite confident there, and you're slipping that in there." What are you talking about? Like, she's like, "Whoa, it's uh, it's long. It's very thin. It's, <laughs> it's, it's got a weird texture. It's, uh, it's moving a lot." <laughs> Spit, spitting at me. How are you? <laughs> how are you? How are you clinging on to me like that? What? What, what the hell's going on? Yeah. Yeah. Shit. Was a snake eating the popcorn in the bag? Missing I don't me. think so. I think. Just I think what had happened was because the woman said she was originally going to grab one bag and she realised it had like rat shit on it, shit. and then she saw underneath the um the little display there was like rat traps. So she was like, ah, I'm not going to get that one. So I reckon there's like, it's rife with rats and a rat's like chewed a hole in it. And then nice. also there's a snake in there <laughs> and the snake's going, ah, nice. A little, a little dark, uh, small space that I can slither into. There's a yeah, picture I, of it as well. It's little heads popping out in the basket. If I was shopping somewhere and I saw a load of rat shit and then a snake in one of my, I'd be drawing a line through it as an option. I think. I'd be like, I think I might actually just go on and make a little signy. Unless the um, snake was brought in to kill the rats. Yeah, potentially. It could have been in it. It was just like, sweet, I'm just going to chill in this little bag. But uh, I don't think I'd be scared of you. You used to have a snake, didn't you? Yeah, did you? Once it escaped, uh, <laughs> my parents were on holiday, luckily. And uh, I realised that, because obviously when I like shut the glass door, it like bounced back open a bit by like an inch. And the snake was obviously oh jackpot. <laughs> he like slithered out, oh, nice. and I didn't realize I didn't realize for like a couple of days. And then I was like, "Hang on a sec, 
what the fuck? I was like, oh shit, wasn't there. Um, so obviously the <laughs> the mission was to find it before my parents got home. And uh, I did find it and it was actually in my parents' room <laughs> as well. Oh shit. <laughs> it was like <laughs> under funny. their drawers, um, just in a little, yeah, just all snuggled up. It was like, ah, this is nice. Um, yeah, that was funny. I also once, because I used to have a bearded dragon, I once dropped, because I used to feed them crickets, like live crickets, and I, yeah. I once dropped, I once fell and dropped a box of black crickets, which they're a bit bigger than the brown ones, and like, <laughs> they fucking were just all going in different directions, and I was trying to grab as many as I could and put them back in the box, but obviously because there were so many, they all going in different directions, quite a few got away, and um. At the time, my dad was like, my dad had the panel off the side of the bath. Yeah. Because he was doing something with the bath. And um, obviously, loads of them got underneath oh, and like into the, into like pipes and like just in the house. <laughs> and obviously, they're not supposed to live that long. And um, they were obviously just like drinking the, you know, what moisture and bits of whatever. And there's obviously like enough like nutrients in it to keep them going. So, so like, up to like a year or more later you could hear them in the walls <laughs> like you're oh, on holiday <laughs> and like every now and then like my mum would just be like james there's a cricket in my bedroom like come and get it i'm like all right just like go and get this cricket and because they'd been living off the the moisture they'd gotten quite big <laughs> like a lot oh, bigger nice. than it's supposed to and, Did you um, give them the yeah, so i think i'd put them in the thing with the, uh, with oh, the yeah, dragon yeah. um but like quite it was quite regular that i just like wake up and there'll be like a cricket on my head like <laughs> on my face <laughs> yeah, they make that funny. noise where they rub like their legs together I sort of, yeah. yeah i i like it i quite like it firstly it reminds me of being an old day but then also i just think it's quite relaxing i mean it's not that relaxing that they're living in the walls of the house but was that this is that a sales pitch you said to your mum and dad like i find it relaxing it's just like being a holiday like nice do that fucking head we've got it's like, just like a meditation app and they're like yeah not when i wake up as one of my pillow isn't plague of locusts in your house oh, it's nice it's... I quite like it locusts are a bit scary they're a bit, a bit bigger uh, yeah. used to give it locusts as well they can jump really fucking high yes, crickets yeah. are just like whatever um, let's see if we've got any more weird news for us Yeah. after 329 years uh, a Salem ear woman has officially been exonerated of devil worship yeah so like she's part of the Salem witch trials and they're like, and they finally changed their mind. 329 years later, they're like, uh, I think we can come to the conclusion that she was not a witch. Yeah. Um, she'll be buzzing for that, like. Yeah, she's like, ah, oh, sweet. Uh, this is, you know, big for me and my family. What's the point of. As I got stoned and drowned to death. I really appreciate 300 years later. I had a little look into this because obviously they used to, um, like you say, like drown them. You burn them at the stake and that, didn't they? There must have been a point where they'd like killed like hundreds of women where they were like hang on a minute because you know these trials were supposed to be or these like um these tests were supposed to like test if they were or weren't weren't they yeah. so like when they drowned them i think it was supposed to be like if they floated they were a witch yeah if they sunk to the bottom they w- were not <laughs> but like they're, they're dying either way so it's like yeah <laughs> At Good some news, point where they're like, hang in a minute, they're all sinking to the bottom and dying. Maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe we're getting it. this wrong. Um, but it, uh, So I had a little look into it. Seven bizarre witch trial tests. Um, so the swimming test is the top one. 
Um, just to see if they drown. Yeah. Yeah, see the drown. But it was. It basically said like they had a rope tied around them. So if uh, they were, if they did sink, they could pull them out. But it said <laughs> it wasn't unusual for accidental drowning deaths to occur. So they're basically just killing people for nothing. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then they did some other ones. Witch cakes. So a bizarre form of counter magic, the witch cake was a supernatural dessert used to identify suspected evildoers. Yeah. Um, so basically, witch hunters would take a sample of the victim's urine, mix it with rye meal and ashes, and bake it into a cake. Then they would feed it to a dog. <laughs> to a dog. Yeah. Dog's like, oh, nice. What's this? Like, you, you don't want to know. So they'd feed it to a dog. The dog dies, you're a witch. In the hope that the beast would fall under its spell and reveal the name of the guilty sorcerer. <laughs> so I'm guessing that never happened once. The dog's like... <laughs> the dog must have had one of them little, uh, little keyboard things. <laughs> Stands on the buttons. Witch! Yeah. Oh, well done. Where, where's the witch, buddy? <laughs> uh, treat! No, not, not treat. <laughs> What's the... Sausage. This isn't really, I mean, we could call it Heartburn News, but I don't think that's that catchy. I'm definitely not making a jingle for Heartburn News, but yeah. um, Heartburn's still bad after, really? uh, obviously, we discussed it on the previous episode. So I've been looking at some little different remedies. This is all stuff like apple cider vinegar and baking soda. But I was like, yeah, ah, I know that there's been some weird medical remedies that have been used throughout history. So what do you think about these? Okay. By the way, I'm no I'm no closer to uh, curing my heartburn, but at least I've found some weird uh, remedies that people have used. Have you tried any? Let, let's have a listen first, then I'll tell you which one right. I should try. No, they're not for heartburn. They're just for oh, right. just random for... things. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm definitely not going to try any of them, even if they were for heartburn. Uh, so this one is uh, avoid getting drunk by using ground up bird beaks. What? In, so in, in eating them? Yeah, in ancient... Uh, Assyria, uh, bird beaks were ground up, combined with myrrh, and eaten to like supposedly st- like delay you getting drunk, like stop you from getting as drunk. The point with that is like, surely you're drinking to get drunk, like you could just not drink. <laughs> yeah, especially back like, then. Yeah, they had nothing to do. They didn't have TV or anything. Oh, if you like, if you were mortal, be like, right, get the bird beaks in. Well, just too many. Yeah, now it's like right. Give them some bread and water. Back then it was like, yeah. right, where are them bird beaks? <laughs> yeah. A slice of toast and like a bottle of Lucas Aids now. A sprinkle of bird beaks. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't fancy putting that in a Nutribullet. Like. No. It's bad like enough it. when you make like a garlicky pasta sauce or something and then you can still smell it even though you washed it when you go and make like a banana smoothie. Like, it still smells a bit like garlic, this thing. Yeah. Never mind ground up bird beaks. Yeah, you got something stuck in your teeth there, mate. Ah, it's just a bird beak from, from last night. <laughs> Yeah, like, you know, go with birds. Like you're probably gonna get a few dead birds just to if you grind it. Yeah, like are they are they killing birds just for the beaks? Yeah, or they just like when they find a dead bird, like oh, snap that beak off, keep it for yeah. when I'm uh, hungover. But New, New Year's Eve, all the birds are shitting themselves. Like fuck, you know, it's gonna be a few <laughs> few bird beaks getting smashed. In. Turkeys worrying about Christmas. Birds, yeah. <laughs> birds on New, general birds on New Year's, like fucking hell. It's a bad, uh, bad month for uh, for birds all around. So, like, curing, oh, this is bird related again. Curing a hangover with well, there's two, there's two remedies here. There's tea made of poop, or bird shit. 
also owl eggs. Yeah, so, I think I'd rather go for the owl eggs. <laughs> yeah, I'd probably I'd probably try that first. So it says, yeah. le- legend has it that one popular Wild West hangover cure was rabbit poo tea. So it wasn't it wasn't human poo. Ah, it's still pretty pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess it would look a bit like Nesquik though. You'd be like, eh, maybe <laughs> alright. Meanwhile, it's been suggested that drinking owl eggs mixed with wine for three days gets rid of a hangover. I mean, your hangover's going to be gone anyway after three days, surely, isn't it? Uh, especially if you had owl eggs for breakfast. One of my friends tried to do uh, the banana island diet. So you just you just imagine you're on an island and all I've got is bananas. So you can have, wake up, have as many bananas as you want. Lunchtime. Yeah, it's bananas again. Tea. You can have banana smush, banana milkshake. But yeah, it's pretty much bananas. It's like, that girl, isn't it? Is that banana girl who literally just, just eats bananas? I don't know if she still does it. She eats 51 bananas a day. <laughs> Fucking hell. And nothing else. 51 a day. High carb, low fat vegan diet that co- consists mainly of fruit. Oh, she must have like branched out a bit. She eats two thousand to five thousand calories a day. Doesn't eat anything cooked or heated until after four p.m. She must be working out a lot. Also, I feel like you could do like she's Australian. You could do that if you live in Australia or like Thailand or whatever. Like fruits, just you know, ripe. Yeah. You want me going like down Asda like ten times a week to like get trolleys full of bananas. Like it's just yeah. not. So you got a got a monkey at home or something. Also, yeah. like you usually have to wait a few days, don't you, for them to ripen a bit, a bit green bananas. We got if you you know when you're here, you're just uh, eating those like half green, slightly hard bananas, like, yeah, chopping them down. Yeah, um, yeah, that's weird, isn't it? Oh yeah, so I got some more, uh, I got some more medical remedies here. So you can you can uh, apparently you could in the old days cure ganglion cysts. You know what they are. I think I know what's coming here. Yeah, they're like a lump on your hand, isn't it? I, I've had one. Um, cure uh, ganglion cyst with a dead man's hand. Is that what you oh. thought I was going to say? No, suppose you meant to hit them with a Bible. Have you heard that before? Right. Well, yeah, that's what I did. And actually, weirdly, the GP told me to do that. Really? <laughs> like, that was his remedy. So, like, so this is it. In, in, 19, uh, in 1743, German anatomist Lorenz Heister wrote down treatment options for ganglion cysts. They included strapping a bullet that had killed an animal to the cyst. Seems yeah. like a lot of effort, that. Or mm. touching it with a dead man's hand. Again, a lot of effort. Um, but one of the treatments he recommended, hitting it with a heavy book or a Bible, yeah. is still in use today. It says here at the end, though, medical professionals probably won't want you doing that. It's exactly what you told me. Yeah. You the GP, and he was like, you could just leave it. He was like, there's not much we can do about it unless it gets like, you know, too big or whatever because it's just fluid basically he yeah. was like but um i'd i'd just recommend the good old-fashioned hit it with a heavy book i was like what um yes. and i did it and it worked yeah i had some lumps uh, so i had to get them cut off the bible trick didn't work for me well the same that's like a ganglion cyst was it um there were it was like um uh, fluid from my joint it come out all right, uh, yeah. on my thumb. Oh, on your thumb. So it was like a yeah. big. He's like, yeah. So I, I thought it was a ganglion. God knows what it was. The the place where the Bible didn't work. Well, um, mine was on my wrist, just on the top of my wrist, and I hit, hit it with a book. Ah, yeah. It actually makes you feel weird because I think like because obviously it's just fluid when you burst it, and then obviously the fluid gets like you know absorbed into yeah, your it blood. Back, yeah. It made me feel a bit woozy for about ten minutes, and then it came back in like within a couple of weeks. I was like, oh, fuck's sake. Yeah. So then I whacked it with the book again, the again. And it went and it never came back and it still wasn't. And that was like three or four years nice. ago. 
But yeah, it works. Works hitting it with the Bible. Nice. When you got yours cut off, you tried you tried the book thing, did you say? I did, yeah. Yeah, I had to actually. Um Did you try Dead Man's Hand though? No, but I, I did actually go they, they put me under, uh so I put me to sleep, so Maybe that's what they did then. Yeah. Sergio's like, right, is it, we've knocked him out now, so I'll get the dead man's hand out. <laughs> Wake up and he's just rubbing it on my hands. <laughs> Nurse has got the Bible and he's got a dead man's hand. <laughs> We're all out of ideas here. <laughs> Strapping a bullet to it. <laughs> Back then, you just you didn't know any better. You're like, let's just try. It was basically trial and error before we actually had information. So yeah. you can't really blame it. I mean, some of them was a bit mental, but you can't blame him for just trying weird things. Yeah, and sometimes like placebos and stuff, it just works. You'd be like, well, I had a, like a bowl full of bird beaks for breakfast and I feel mint, you know, like, and word goes around, isn't it? <laughs> All right, Andy, we've had something sent in. So my mate Owen was telling me the story the other day and I uh, got him to send it to us as a voice note. So I've listened to this. This woman like missed a, a really important meeting or something, and then no one could get hold of her, and everyone was like really worried. And I think she'd eventually sent an email saying, "Oh, sorry, I um had to go to A and E because I got a fork stuck in my mouth," <laughs> um, and everyone assumed that it was really bad, and like the fork had somehow impaled her somewhere. That's not what happened. Apparently, she was eating um, like she was just finishing the leftovers of a dinner, and where she was holding the fork so she had it like with the butt of the fork upwards you know like posh people eat it and when she put it in her mouth she put it quite high up in her mouth and the shape of the fork perfectly fits the roof of her mouth so that when she put it in um it sort of acted as a suction like the roof of her mouth just sucked it up like that and it got stuck <laughs> and um yeah because it was just so perfectly fitting she couldn't pull it out um, and no one could pull it out, I don't think, for ages. I think it took her, like, she was she was waiting in an A&E for, like, two and a half hours just to get seen. And the doctors were like, we've never seen anything like this before. This is crazy. And um, they were all, like, proper pulling it. And I think they got some people in to take pictures of it just because it was so bizarre. But annoyingly, she didn't get any pictures. Um, oh, it would have been so fucking good to see the picture. Um, but, yeah, I think, basically, eventually, they just had to, like, hold her head in place, and then someone ragged it out, but it took bloody ages. Crazy that, though, isn't it? <laughs> That's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> that is good. That is that is good. She must have been so embarrassed. I, I can't believe they didn't take a photo, though. Like, you, know, you know, it'd be embarrassing, but you just have to take a picture. Yeah. Like, uh, unless you were, like, older, like, in your, like, 60s, and you, you weren't, like, tech-savvy. You, you know, a young person would be I like... I wonder at what point... She was like, fucking hell, I'm going to have to go to hospital here. Like, right, really try. Like, yeah, you tried pretty hard, like, to get it out before, yeah, like, before, yeah. before you had, like, admitted defeat and went, I'm going to get help here. You'd try really hard, wouldn't you? Yeah. To, like, absolutely rag it out. <laughs> Just the image of a, <laughs> what, like, an, a nurse holding her head and a doctor, like, <laughs> foot on the table, like, <laughs> just like, <laughs> back. yeah. But I think. Cause she was she was eating with a fork upside down. I think she's like a posh, like snooty old woman, like too good, you know. Like who who uses the upside yeah. down fork technique? I think that's part of the problem. That if he's a young kid, maybe there was like something on the on the bottom of the fork. So she was like, you know, you get like peanut butter on the other side of your spoon. You're like, you know, trying to almost said sucking it off. That's not the right term. But like she's like trying to like <laughs> yeah. get all of it off the fork. Maybe and she was like, oh. 
the wor- the worst thing is you'd have to go to A and E and like with a reception just like what? Okay. <laughs> like, uh, what what's wrong with you? Like uh, <laughs> can you just write it down please? It, people you must laugh. You like people would you'd have to laugh at that, I think. I think that story is like so perfect an excuse. Like if you were at work and you had the day off and you need to come with an excuse, that's perfect because it it's too precise. Like that, that can't be made up because it's too weird to be like made up, you know. You like why are you obviously like you will never believe this. It sounds unbelievable, but it actually happened. But I would want to. I want to see <laughs> yes. the picture. I think whoever she is out there, she must have had a sneaky selfie, or like a husband must have been like, "Oh, we love." Good little picture. She must have been taking pictures to like look at it yourself. You know what I mean? Like selfies of the inside of her mouth to be like, right, what's the situation here? Yeah, I mean, obviously she knows the situation, but yeah, we pretty I'd like to see pretty that worrying. Like, I know, yeah, it was it's kind of funny that she told people as well like she's told her colleagues and whatever yeah you'd have to just laugh at it wouldn't you like i guess you're off work <laughs> or maybe she just like had violent diarrhea but she's like oh well this story is less embarrassing they got a fox like, you'll on. never guess what <laughs> yeah i've been watching a ghost hunting documentary based in your arm uh oh yeah it's uh pretty good and they uh they... what on on YouTube, uh, well, oh, nice. <laughs> I use the word documentary very lightly, but uh, typing uh, ghost hunt yarn is pretty good. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'll give it a watch. I actually, when I was younger, probably about, well, before, about 12 years ago, uh, me and my ex-girlfriend, my little brother and his well, ex-girlfriend, we all went on a ghostbusting night in uh, in Yarm, and uh, mm-hmm. it was cool. And I think it's the same guy. He's pretty charismatic. Um, is that the one that went on for super long and you had to leave? Yeah, that's the one. So we're like, all oh, right. I was like, this will be mint. So I was like, Mick, don't worry. I've got a midnight sort of. It's Friday night. We're going down Yam. We're going ghost hunting. So we're like early 20s. So everyone else is sort of going down Yam on the lash, all dressed up to the nines. We were going down to like the local church for a ghost busting, like a little ghost hunt evening with these, uh, well, ghost hunters. So <laughs> I think we were the youngest year by about 20 years. But it started at 10 o'clock at night and then it finished at like four in the morning. So like you go in the church and it was fun and it was good. But like after two hours of ghost busting, I was like, we can't do another four hours of this, surely. <laughs> <laughs> we had to awkwardly ask the guy like, All right, mate, please, can, please, can we leave? He's like, well, I've locked you in now. I was like, yeah, but... We've done. They wanted, they were, he was trying to weed out, you know, like you wanted to just hone it down to the people who are really yeah. serious about Ghostbusting. It's like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, like, you know, only Charlie will prevail at the end. Yeah. That's what he was doing. You were just a little uh, Augustus gloop. We did, uh, we did a few, we did a few different things. We like, we all like stood around a table and like grabbed onto it, like on the sides. And then we were like just dragging it around the room, like, and like the whole thing was a bit like one of them Ouija boards where like, you're not meant to move it, but then I was sitting there, it's like, Mick, are you dragging it? He's like, yeah, yeah, kind of. And I was like, I think I'm also dragging it. So like, we were just skidding around a, a, an empty church with a table for about 20 minutes. And God knows what that meant. I must have meant there was a ghost telling us to do something. And we also, uh, we had a radio that we put on to like search between different frequencies. So it was on, on like, yeah, like, yeah. But then it was, uh, it was tuning in to different bits of radio, and we had like a note, a, a, 
the pad of paper we meant to write down what was going on. So it's like <laughs> uh, the, the weather and <laughs> on the shipping forecast. Like, Whoa, I heard something. Like this isn't a ghost. We're just tuning between frequencies. But I don't want to poo-poo yeah. it because I want to go back and I think we should do a live app. I uh I was working on a on a TV show for work. We were pitching a ghost hunting show. Um and uh all the equipment let me find it. Right, so they've got everything like they've got this thing called a f- phasm. Yeah. They've got uh a ghost box. They've got uh, a f- paranormal response device. I think that's the thing with the little uh, you know, the yeah, meter. Yeah. yeah. Uh they've got spirit box. Got these. Um, Do you have any pendulums? We did a lot of pendulum work. <laughs> you, on this website, uh, you get like points when you buy things, um, and this <laughs> they're called boo books. <laughs> it says this product earns boo books. <laughs> nice. Uh, by the way, this this ghost box is three hundred and thirty pounds. Fucking nice. You get some boo books for that, like. Uh, designed specifically for paranormal investigations, this device presents entities with a simple and flexible way to communicate with us. It offers the ability to deliver words, phrases, numbers, emotions, and yes or no answers ah. through. Is that? Did you use it? I think that's. I think that's what they're using in this video. Um, uh, it's weird because um, you know, true love is walking. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, like, the story behind True Lovers Walk is that this lass was dying. She had an illness. And then the, her husband or fellow was like, look, I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to die with you. She dies next to Yarn Bridge, so he just carries a body into the river, kills himself. They both die together. Jesus. So, this is what it goes. He's got this little box. He's like, you didn't want to leave her, did you? And it's like, mm, yep. He's like, I heard, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you were in love with her, weren't you? And they're all like... <laughs> And they're all listening around like, fucking hell, I can't believe what I'm hearing. But I was thinking, nah, it's just making weird noises. You know what they need to do? They need need to start communicating with ghosts by using those dog buttons. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck off. (laughs) Leave, please. Yeah, leave me alone. Walkies. That's like the ultimate way to really we're like you got you got these little ghost boxes where they just, you know, flash up. You need like actual phrases from them. You need you need them to be pressing buttons. Yeah. Help. Help. And if they can throw a chair across a room or a table, I'm pretty sure they can press, press a button. button yeah. So if we could just get some get some key words so that so they can form some sentences, that would be great. Yeah, all right, that wraps up another episode, I think. Um, yeah, keep listening. Like, share, subscribe, all that stuff. Uh, send us in voice notes, send us in emails. Anything funny, anything weird that we can discuss, send it in. Yeah, until next time. <laughs>